For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today. This summer, Sprite is bringing you the Live from the Label Tour, featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip-hop artists, including Lotto, Saweetie, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows. We causing a commotion. Brought to you by Sprite. Get your ticket to Sprite's Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, the Coca-Cola Company. All rights reserved. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However, you're listening iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. We greatly appreciate it. Today, I have an interview that I did in 2017 with former All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion, cornerback Asante Samuel, a.k.a. Pick 6, formerly of the Patriots, Eagles, and Falcons. We talked about his career with the Eagles, highlighted some ups and downs with the team and how he felt about Philadelphia in general during his tenure. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I am here with former Philadelphia Eagle, Bowler, All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champion, cornerback, Asante Samuel. Asante, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me today. No problem, man. Thank you, man. Uh, you know, thanks for a reason, man. So, I'm here with you today, and we're going to get it popped. All right, let's, that's all I'd like to hear. Let's go. So, you went for free agency in 2008. You know, you were franchise-tagged by the Patriots. You didn't want to play on that tag. No NFL player really wants to play on the tag. Uh, you went for free agency the year after, after having a great season. You're the best free agent on that market, hands down. We all know that. If you look back on that 2008 free agency, you were the number one free agent. Uh, I'm sure you had plenty of interest around the league. So when the Eagles presented themselves as an option, did something go through your mind about this team? Because you look at their cornerback depth chart. Well, before you signed, they had two starting outside corners with Lou Shepard at the left, Southern Brown at the right, and Hazio Hanson the spot. Did that cross your mind at all? Like maybe I, I'm wondering why they're interested. Like, or did Andy give you any kind of insurances? Or who did you talk to to make you feel like this would be a good fit for me moving forward in my career? Well, with all due respect, and I'm not here to, you know, uh, throw any, anybody under the bus or nothing like that. I just want to get that, make that straight and make that clear. With me, I'm nothing but the truth guy, and I just tell the truth. And when you tell the truth and you keep it real, there is, you can't be, you can't be uh, penetrated. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just moving forward from now. So, okay, so first of all, for, foremost, Eagles was, you know, the most interesting team to come after me and, and the first team to contact me and be serious about uh, serious assignment. Now, for I'm going to, I will forever thank the Eagles organization, Mr. Lori, Andy Reid, for signing me and signing me to a big contract and changing my life and my family's life forever. I'm forever thankful for that, period. All right? So now, with me picking a team, 
with Eagles being the team coming at me first, their reputation for winning, you know, winning and almost, you know, winning Super Bowl, you know, we lost to us when I played for the Patriots, but making it to the playoffs numerous of times and stuff like that was definitely uh, a reason for me picking my, my decision. Um, I definitely want to play for a competitor. But me signing with any team didn't really matter to me because I'm a totally confident guy. And no matter what the media portray and however, whoever they decide to market, I watch every player and I know that nobody can pay to to the level that I play on. You understand what I'm saying? So me going anywhere, I knew that I would outshine and outdo anybody. So that never, that never played a mind. I just like, yeah, there'd be some good guys, cool guys to stay with, you know what I'm saying? And I knew eventually one of the guys would have to leave, you know what I mean? So... When you got into that cornerback uh, room, I mean, as you just said, you knew one of those guys was going to have to keep was going to go eventually. So, and I, I, I know Lido knew it. I know Lido Shepard knew the writing was on the wall for his tenure with Philadelphia, but they did keep him your first season there. How did that all pan out in the cornerback room? Was it strict, strictly business, or did, was there any type of tension? Did you feel anything, or was it just straight football? Yeah, I, I don't really... Like, you know, feel the tension and all that type of stuff if, that people have it or whatever because, like I said, it's, it's strictly business for me. And I, like I said, I know that you signed me all this money to come in and, and show you what I can do and produce. So I know I'm the man, you know, period. I'm the man before you sign I'm the man before you sign me. I'm the man when you sign me. That's just my mindset. So, you know what I mean? So I'm, re- I'm ready to, to get in there and, and, and show what I can do. As far as let me cover the, the second part that comes to as far as the leadership role and all that stuff, you know, Brian Dawkins, um, when he left and all that stuff and when he was there, um, me, uh, everybody's a leader in their own way. Brian Dawkins and me, we're kind of like the same leader for the most part. He he's not a he's not a rah rah guy where he gotta talk to the media act like he's being a leader and all that stuff. Like that's not leadership, that's talking to me. That's I you know what I'm saying? We go out and show our leadership skills. He does his thing his his way. I mean, he goes 100% to the ball every play. He practices hard. He does all the extra stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He talks when the team needs to be talking to and all that stuff. Me, I run my mouth. I come, I talk to the reporters. I talk trash to the coaches. I talk trash to the players. And what that does is that holds everybody accountable. So when if I see you slacking out there and I'm calling you out, you don't want to be embarrassed. And with me, I'm talking. I'm talking shit every day. I'm talking trash every day. So I only. I gotta hold myself accountable. So if I'm talking trash, of course the bullseye is always on me. So that makes me hold myself accountable and go out there and, and practice my heart out and, and 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 keep it at a high level every day. So that's you know pretty much how that goes in a nutshell. Yeah. So it's, yeah, when you just start off, but when Dawkins was here, the type of leader he was. So then he leaves the season after you're there. And you really assume that leadership role. How did like you're, you're talking all this stuff about how everybody would answer to you, or you would make sure everybody was accountable for their play, and you made sure you stepped it up. How how did like did that gel well in that locker room? Did everybody answer to you that way? Did everybody go around? Because I mean, for the big changes that the Eagles made at cornerback throughout your tenure, with Sheldon going being gone, Demetri Patterson coming in, all these changes that corner happened during your tenure. They really had to depend on you a lot to be the guy, to be the guy to hold it all together. So, can you just explain how that went down? Like how how you felt? Like you really accepted that role and really expanded. Yeah, it? yeah. Being being like you say, I'm 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 the more I'm I'm the more outspoken guy of everybody. Like I said and all that stuff. So yeah, people come to me when when they think there's a problem going on, or they, they you know they they think somebody needs to to be uh you know pushed a little bit or somebody's getting beside itself or or they feel like the coach is doing it, yeah, they always come to me and, and I analyze things and we will go from there. So, you know, that was always a situation. And, you know, and Brian Dawkins was a part of those things. But like you said, when he left, yeah, it was, it was mainly, you know, you know, uh, I, I was one of, the, one of the guys that most people came to. So, you know, that was pretty cool. They traded on McNabb after the 2009 season. To the Washington Redskins, as you know, uh, they plan on going with Kevin Cobb to start the season. That doesn't pan out right away. Have to be gets injured. Michael Vick steps in. Electrifying. Before all that happens, let's go back to the Nat trade. 
with all these changes the Eagles went through, because, again, you signed with the team that had Brian Westbrook, that had Brian Dawkins, that had McNabb. It looked like they were in place to compete for a while, especially after that uh, NFC Championship run against the Cardinals. Did you mm-hmm. ever question the direction this team was going in? Because that's a lot of changes that this team went through. Well, I know business is business, and um, money is always part of business. And, you know, in the NFL, they look at age and stuff like that. And one thing I learned from, from the Patriots and Belichick is is everybody's going to go through a situation if you play long enough. So, you know, I already, I already knew that. So that wasn't really a big thing when they was leaving in the direction when they were going. But when they started signing all those players, that's when a situation became about. Okay, Leo, let's get more into that. So basically with the Eagles, Three Pro Bowls, second-team All-Pro, led the league in interceptions in 2009. He led the NFC in interceptions in 2010. Really, 2010 is arguably one of your best seasons as a corner. Then comes the 2011 offseason after the lockout. The Eagles make the move for Dominic Rogers Marty, bringing him in here. So everybody assumed it was going to be you and DRC, which a lot of fans were hype about. Then the next day comes... And they signed on the awesome to that huge $60 million deal. What was your initial reaction after hearing these moves? All right, let me let me cover let me cover all those all those things. Okay, so first, yeah, 2010. I think that was probably my best year as a cornerback. Not just my best year. I would like to compare that to any cornerback that ever played the game with the with the percentage of 20 percent. If you throw the ball my way, it was 20% chance the ball was getting intercepted. I think that's a hell of a stat, so I would like to compare that against anybody. I've researched, though, it is literally the best year of any cornerback on statistical record. It is the best year. That's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, not the ball, not not caught. But, you know, being that I wasn't a media guy and I didn't use the media to pub me up and stuff like that, that they didn't pub me up like that. That that should I should be known as the best cornerback ever played at the, the game. You know what I mean? All these records and things I've done. You know the the ones that they say is the best. I would like to compare my my stats and my records, and we'll see. You know what I mean? Like I got a year that nobody can compare. So moving right along. So now they sign all these players. They, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. They signed DRC first, right? Yeah, they traded for DRC first. For, for the Cardinals with Kevin Cobb, and this right. is a couple. This is like two days before they signed Nami, so everybody was already had the assumption that it was going to be you at left, DRC at right, and that was really exciting time for Philly because again we lost Sheldon Brown, so Demetri Patterson was in there. The safeties were questionable, so everybody was excited that they got DRC, and two days right. later they signed Nami, and everybody starts questioning what's going on. Right. All right. So, all right. Yeah. The uh, Eagles. They're probably going to hate me for this, but I'm not going to get too far into details because I'm coming out with the book, and the book is going to be called The Art of the Interception. And this book is basically going to be talking about how all these interceptions changed my life for the better and helped me put me and my family in a better situation. So now, right? So they signed DRC, right? Mm-hmm. I know, or trade them or whatever, whatever. A lot of people don't know this is a bad this is behind the scenes what goes on. A lot of people don't know. My mama died, right? I don't, a lot of people don't know from Philly that my mama died because she died when I left and went to London. But she got sick when I was with the Eagles. Now, I mean, now, now mind you, my mom, it was just me, my mom, my sister, my whole life, never dealt with, with nobody dying close to me. I mean, being sick, you know, where... There is no recovery, you know, in, in my life. You know what I'm saying? My mom was pretty much all I got. So she gets sick, and it's time for me to, to go or, you know what I mean, somewhere do something. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm like, I can't go. I can't, I can't come. I, I, I can't make it. You know, this, this is a situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. I go into detail more in my book. So if you read between the lines, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's a power struggle or, you know, I got to get my details correct. You know, people, you know, if they was upset at me, me not. You know, people don't realize I missed a week of, I don't know, what training camp I missed. 
Yeah, we'll see. That's always going to ask that later. But, yeah, you did, yeah, you did miss training camp. They, the team excused it as a personal reason. Uh, now I think everybody knows why since you just pretty much announced why. Uh, yeah. And it was a struggle about where I need to be and where I should be while my mama was going through this situation. So I was really... I was really. Yeah, I know. I don't want to go into too much detail because I do want to read this book, and I know you won't, don't want to spoil anything for this book. So, but just for the record, you did not miss training camp because of the acquisitions the Eagles made. You missed training camp for a, an exact personal reason. It was a personal reason because, again, I want you to know the Philly media painted the picture that you missed time. They pointed the they pointed the fingers at these acquisitions for you missing time, and you're. You're saying that's not true at all. There's no way I missed because of your mother's passing. My mother was sick at the time. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was diagnosed with ALS, um, Lou Gehrig's disease. A lot of people don't know what it is, and a lot of people do know, but you can research it later. And yeah, so she later passed on. So yeah, that was that was like you know, if uh, just a mother period, you know, and the mother that was just all you had, you know, that's all you grew up with. My mother's from Mississippi, and she lives in Florida. So we don't have no family, like literally just me, my mom, and, and my sister. So that was like, you know, I was ready, really ready to quit. My mom had to tell me to go. You know, I was, I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I can't leave you, you know? So mm-hmm. so I eventually came, and, you know, I, I, I really thought that if me and DRC would have been great, you understand what I'm saying? Like I said, no disrespect, I'm not taking no shots, none of that. But I really thought me and DRC would have been great. You know what I mean? I could have molded him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Me and him on one side, and you know, we could have did good things. That's what it was. That's exactly what was presumed to happen. Because again, like I said, they they traded him a couple of days before they signed Nandi, so nobody saw it coming. With them signing Nandi at all, there was no reports about it whatsoever. So everybody was writing their articles about how young DRC is, how he's a Pro Bowl corner, how he's coming into his own. And they looked at you as a mentor figure to him. And really, the comparison for Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, who were an earlier tandem in Eagles history, started coming up because, like, like again, we all know the talent that you were at corner, an elite corner. And you see a young guy like DRC coming into his own. It, people were really excited for it. I, I, I know you had to, I know you had all this stuff going on, but at the same time, like, you you were aware they brought in DRC and like you're saying you you did believe that you guys could be great. So when you hear they sign Nandi, I, I know again like you said you believe you're the best competition out there. You're the best one in the room as any football player should think. It's great to have that type of confidence. But again, I mean you you had to think like this is not right. I don't like how this is going out now. Yeah. So when they signed Nandi, I automatically knew that it was the situation. Cause I understand business. I understand I'm making ten million dollars a year, and they just paying him eleven, twelve million dollars a year. So they can't waste all that money at one position. So I understood that I would have to leave. You understand what I'm saying? I I I figured that couldn't work out. Now let's go back to the tweet that I put out. When you sign with the the Philly, you got to show that you can play because Vaze Squazzy, right? Mm-hmm. That those are uh, reasons I, I put those things out there because that's like you sign me I give you four I, correct me if I'm wrong I don't, I'm not I'm not really sure what it is but 24 picks in, tw- in four years or whatever it was 23 picks yeah something like that so how in the hell you decide that's not good enough let's get rid of this guy what the well, fuck especially after that 2010 season I, that's where everybody's scratching their heads at this they, that 2010 season, we knew that they needed to bring in more secondary talent because, let's just face it, Dimitri wasn't panning out next to you. The safety needed some help. So we it was expected they bring in another corner, but after the season that you had in 2010, so I guess everybody really didn't understand what was really going on. So I believe... You, do you feel like, I would feel disrespected if I was put in those shoes just because of how great you were. You know, like you said, with all the stats coming off the best season of your career, you, I know you had a lot personally going on, so you probably didn't dwell on it as much as maybe the average person would think you did. 
But something had to something had to click in your head. So when you come back to training camp and you had those conversations with Howie, Jeffrey, and Andy, was there any trades brought up? Like, did, was were you done? Did you want to start over somewhere else because of this? Yeah, I mean, it was all them. They, you know, they 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 put it as if we had a lot of corners. So, you know, uh, uh, teams are inquiring about our corners. You know, I read between the lines. Of course, you, you, you trade, you, you shop them in. And Detroit Lions, we almost did a deal with Detroit Lions that first year, but you know, we didn't go through, so we we played it out. You know what I mean? But but like I said, man, do I feel disrespected? Yes, I will forever feel disrespected. Not only for me, for you guys. Like, you know, I put my heart, my passion out there. You know what I mean? And you know, I, I gave you guys nothing but excitement. Uh, energy, fun, and for, for, for them to do to me, my family like this, like, like that, and you guys like that, yeah, that was just a, a crazy situation. And then to not even have one, one ten percent of the replacements even, you know what I mean, gives you guys back the excitement was just like crazy, just like, we could just, it's just kind of like the Chip, Chip Kelly thing, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Mm. So, I mean, I had though, I feel the same way. I, yeah, I, I think fans. It's kind of like, like a power struggle. Like they always say, it was like a power struggle. And like I, I said, man, the fans they relate to what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah, like I said, I'm not taking no shots at nobody. Like I don't hold no grudges against nobody. Whatever. Like I said, all I do, I, you know, I'm speaking. Nobody never heard my story, my side. I'm just talking and telling the truth. You know, I always let the media. You know, talk about me. I let people, you know, talk about me like I'm an underdog. They say I'm a zone corner and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like like the other day, like when I put out the tweet, I'm not a zone corner. I play any coverage. I play, I line up and play and look like I play the same every play. So you can, you don't know what coverage I'm in. When I got to Philadelphia, I asked, I asked um, um, Sean McDermott to let's put some cover two in here, give us some change up so we don't have to play man to man and some Tampa too. They didn't have no Tampa too. He didn't know what that was. He started working it in eventually. But it was no Tampa too. It was all man to man coverage. Period. So for people to say I'm a lone corner, this and that, these guys are crazy. And so what let's go more into that. You had all this say in the coverages and like you just said, you played well in man, you played well in zone, you played all these types of schemes, whereas Nandi comes in, and you could tell he was not really used to playing man coverage, and that's what you're saying the Eagles really mostly did. I don't, I don't want to speak for after you left here because things changed, but that's where this is where I get my loss at. They felt, I mean, they basically felt that Nandi was an upgrade over you, which obviously was not. They were wrong. So let me, so let me, so that, 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 that goes back to my, my tweet. Like I said, you can have all this hype, the market, the NFL can market you, talk about you, this and that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. But when you come play on the opposite side of me, they're not throwing the ball at me. They don't want to take too many chances at throwing at me. In my production meetings, Chris Collinsworth would tell me, you're the most feared man in, in, in football. The quarterbacks were terrified. He will never say that, you know, live on TV, but he tell me that, you know, people don't want to market me, whatever. So when you play on the side of me, you got to show up and all that stuff that you got to play. So either you're good or you're not. So it's going to show. And I'm going to go deeper in that. You know, Andy Reid know, and, 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 and he knew what was going on. He knew, like I say, I'm, 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 I'm energy. I'm a leader. I practice hard. And he would try to get me, no disrespect, to get the other cornerbacks, you know, to practice hard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, them, huh? Right? Talk to him. Show him how to do this. Show him how to do that. I'm like, dude, you just paid this dude more money than me. What you talking about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're, I mean, I know you're not, you're not being disrespectful, but I, it's very known on record that the effort that Nam gave during his, Eagle senior, which again, we're not disrespecting, we're not calling anybody out, but it, I, 
is not this will not surprise anybody hearing this because he just he looked disconnected from the team throughout his tenure with them. Uh, again, there's reports he was eating out lunch in his car. He he just was so disconnected from the team. I mean, it's just it's I, it's just a baffling situation. I think that nobody in Philadelphia can answer when they bring up the Santi Samuel and Amdiasso and DRC situation. There's always a question mark of what went down, what happened. So, do you, in your personal opinion, it looks like Andy Reid favored you. It sounds like Andy Reid favored you. I don't want you to burn bridges or point fingers or hold grudges, but. Howie Roseman did take over as general manager of this team in 2010. This 2011 offseason has his fingerprints all over it. Do you think Andy agree with these moves? Man, all my bridges are burnt with those guys. Those guys don't want to deal with me. They can say hi and act like it's cool. Andy Reid, Howie, Sean McDermott. Those guys don't want to deal with me, you know. And I know that for a fact. I contacted those guys. You understand what I'm saying? So they don't want to deal with me. Yes, those bridges are burned. But, um... Yeah, I don't know who who idea it was, who had the power. Like I said, the power struggle. Somebody decided that I want to get Asante back. I don't care what he done for this team. So, you know, life goes on. And nothing I can do about it, you know what I mean? I just They say they wanted to get rid of me. Hey, what I said in the news, uh, hey, I, I just want to go where I'm on. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be nowhere that where I'm not one. That's, that's just how it is. So did you feel any awkwardness or tension with Nandi at all? <laughs> man, like I say, man, you know, no disrespect, man. That's just, y'all, yeah, the media can have those stories and they can, I, I'm really not going to speak on that. Y'all can live through the media and whatever they said and all that. <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So cool, though. Cool guy. Cool dude. Cool dude. Cool dude. Cool dude. Cool dude. You know, we, we had lockers right next to each other, so. Like, like you pointed out, like I pointed out, you 
were an amazing playmaker for the Eagles. You lived up to every cent of that deal that they signed you to in 2008. And out of nowhere, it ends. Out of nowhere. And the, the guys that they bring I, I, I did something. I- your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. I gave Andy Reid, I used to tell him this. I said, Andy Reid, I gave you the most interceptions in one year that you ever had as a cornerback. He brought up Bobby Taylor and um, Vincent. Troy Vincent, but I think I had like nine, and I think most of those guys ever had was seven. You know what I mean? So I used to like let them know, like, dude, don't, don't not appreciate me just because of whatever reason. Like, you better realize what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you're not appreciating this. You think you you can just go do this again? Just throw some money out here and get another player that can do this? No, man, don't work like that. I mean, it, it seems like. In Eagles history, they purposely load up at the cornerback position. I mean, again, I'm going to point out when they had Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, they still didn't hesitate to draft Lito Shepard in the first round in 2002 and then Sheldon Brown in the second round, where they had Al Harris on the roster as well. And then when they saw you, they have a pretty stacked corner group. And then they go into the 2011 offseason and do this all over again, reloading the cornerback group. I think, I mean, I know a lot of people say you can't have enough corners, but there is a point where you can have too many number ones. And eventually it doesn't work out because, again, like all these instances, the next season these guys always end up leaving. Or or, or you could think you have a number one. Or what is the number one in your eyes? Because I'm a number one. And if you want to compare number one to me, then I look at it like, no, then, then you don't have too many number ones. Either. That's just me telling uh, I, I view watching other cornerbacks play and comparing my stats. You know what I'm saying? If you mm-hmm. want to put all us number one, they got to be different levels of number one because ain't nobody just number one with me with what I'm doing out here. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree completely, too. Because, I mean, it, I, I've noticed throughout your tweets over the years, you pay attention to the Eagles very closely. You still keep an eye on football, which... Well, yeah, you know, let, let, me, let me touch that, too. Let me touch on that real quick. Let me see that. Okay, by Eagles fans, right? Eagles take over my Twitter because when I, my, my finance advisor at the time started me at Twitter, he was like, watch this, man, watch how you get all these fans. So I started Twitter when I, when I, when I signed with the Eagles. So that's why uh, Eagles ruled my Twitter pretty much. Now, don't get me wrong, now, I love my Eagles fans, of course, y'all know that. I love my Patriots fans, I love my Atlanta fans. It's all loved everywhere, but you guys rule on my tour. <laughs> so, you, so yeah, going back to the point, but yeah, I, I think Eagles Twitter would love to hear that because, I, again, everybody still loves you here in Philadelphia. You still have a huge fan base. Maybe I, I can do a signing one day. You you promote it since, since this is my first interview, I guess, since I left or whatever. <laughs> oh, I would love to do that, man. That'd be great. Because, again, I, I, after everybody saw that you tweeted me that we're going to do this interview, wait for him, you know, say, hey, yo, tell us, Andre, I said, what's up, man? Tell him we miss him in Philly. Ask him if he wants to come back right now because we need him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate all that. It's all fun, man. I love it. But since you left, again. I just hate, man. I just hate the way it ended, man. It was just, like, so sad. Like, you know, it just went so fast. Like, you know, like. Man, I was, you know, supposed to keep doing good things. I was supposed to, you know, keep running interceptions for, for touchdowns. Like I went to Atlanta, first year in Atlanta, five five interceptions, one for a touchdown. Um, take the team to the playoffs. They haven't went past the first round of playoffs in, 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 in God know how long. You know what I mean? That's my leadership. That's my energy. That's my play. You understand? Like, people underestimate that stuff. You understand? Like, I mean, they can't underestimate you, though, because, again, you went, when you started in New England, fourth-round draft pick, come out of nowhere, you, the pay, you, you really replaced Ty Law in New England. And then you go, yeah, to, not. and then you go to Philly. You, Widow Shepard, I mean, everybody considered him to really agree at corner with all the interceptions and return for touchdowns that he did. He had a bunch of highlight plays. You knocked that out of the water. And now, yeah, now you're talking about Atlanta. 
You go to Atlanta, you, you help them get to the playoffs. You bring an injury to them that they really didn't have before. Mm-hmm. It's just the impact you had on our game. I can't believe how under the radar it's flown. Yeah, man. I, I, I You know, and then, you know, I, I'm going to take it back. And then, you know, I got 58 interceptions, including the playoffs. I got some some uh, analysts on that played the position that be on TV never gave me one shout out because you know yeah, whatever they they haters or whatever. Then you got uh, I'm gonna I'm call him out. Was it Charles Wilson? I don't want to say the wrong. Rod Wilson. He was an analyst. And then when I was when I was you know, doing my trade and all that stuff. Oh, this guy will not. He's a system corner, zone corner. I remember all this stuff. You know what I mean? He, he, he. But then after one year, Eagles. He came, he had to apologize. You know what, son? You know what, son? Say, I'm sorry. I apologize. I called you out. I was wrong. You know what I mean? But that's just, and he, he, he already made the big statement that I'm a zone and system corner, but he didn't come back out and say, I was wrong to the media. This guy is a complete, he can do it all, you know, but he had to come to me. And, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. Because I, I did see someone switch to you that you were just a zone corner, which, I mean, again, I, if you're an Eagles fan, you know that you were not just a zone corner because the Eagles barely ran zone. They ran man. And you performed at a high level at that no matter what. Still, you just you know Tyfield Burson. Just because I decided to back off the guy doesn't mean I'm his own. I could still be a man. I just don't want you to know what coverage I'm in. You understand what I'm saying? And you don't want to the quarterback's hand. Exactly. It's a game of chess out there. Because, I mean, you look back on your tenure in Philadelphia, you kept Tyfield Burson check like you mentioned. You played very well against Terrell Owens when he was on the Cowboys. You really locked down Santana Moss. You really brought that swagger to the Eagles secondary that, I mean, again, I cannot think of a corner that has the type of swagger and impact that they had on the Eagles secondary in the team's history. Even looking back at Eric Allen, even looking at the guys that we mentioned, Taylor Mincic and Shepard and Brown. Honestly, yeah. I felt like you made – Sheldon Brown was incredibly underappreciated also during his Eagles career. Yeah. Shut Brown, guy to cut you off. He's a very solid cornerback. Uh, love playing with him. He does his thing, man. We we had some good times together. Yeah, this here's my point. When he was with Lito, he went through one of the Ritter. He comes in with you, and like you said, quarterbacks did not want to throw your way because they were worried about the interception. So they throw a Sheldon, and he played lockdown pretty well too. So again, there's many examples of. When you came into a team, you made the people around you better. Yeah. And see, that's a, that's a goal to the marketing. So you guys, see, they'll say a lockdown, lockdown, this person lockdown, lockdown. While I'm looking at the market, the, the, the media, and they're saying these things, but I'm looking at these guys. I watch all of them play. Then I'm looking at the stats. I like to, I, yeah, I produce a lot of big plays and interceptions, but I like to look at the percentage of the balls getting caught on me, how many touchdowns you're giving up. You know what I mean? All that stuff matters. You can have 10 interceptions and gave up 20 interceptions. That ain't good. You ain't a good corner to me. Just because you're sticking T.O. on Monday night, but they're giving you, uh, a hundred, he gave you 120 yards, that don't mean you did good just because they talk about it good. That don't mean you did good. No, you didn't do good. I don't care what nobody says. You understand what I'm saying? So oh, no, I definitely understand. Your job as a corner is to keep guys out of the end zone. That's yeah. If you the interceptions are great plays because I mean again you're really giving your team opportunities to win with those interceptions. But as long as you're keeping a guy out of the end zone, oh, that's the main goal as a cornerback. And I think people really underrate that aspect because again I saw some of the tweets. You people were like, "Well, you weren't a good tackler," which I think is the biggest myth of your career. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let me say the thing about the tackling so people can understand that. All right. This is my tackling. This is the way I tackle. This is how I stay and play ball. When it's a one-on-one-on tackle, you could be 300 pounds. I don't care who you are coming straight at me. It's no problem. All I got to do is hit you low or whatever, take my shot and do my thing. But it's when it's a big pile of people and it's a running back and it's three of us coming, I'm too small to be jumping in there and, getting folded up by three linebackers and a lineman and a running back. Yeah, y'all make a tackle and I'll he break away and I'll jump on his back. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. And the other cornerbacks could completely say how they don't tackle, but nobody gives nobody else no, no ruddick about it. You know what I mean? And I got bigger hits than probably any cornerback ever played the game, going back to my Patriot days. You know, like, I've been knocking people out all my life. I, I, I do remember 
Eagles versus Giants, Monday Night Football. I believe it was. The receiver, 82. Yeah. Was it, was it, it wasn't Manningham. Yeah, yeah. I remember you, you knocked him out with your shoulder pads. You wouldn't, you hit sticked him very well. And that's what the place that got to me a lot because you, like you just said, you did do that with the Patriots as well. You had those hit stick tackles. So, uh, I think that's the most biggest myth of your career is when people talk about you, they talk, they bring up your tackling. Well, again, like you said, corners don't really tackle running backs. It's very rare. They have that highlight play. Like, again, people believe Sean Brown was a great tackler because they brought up the highlight of him knocking out Reggie Bush. Right. I would have been knocking out Steven Jackson, but again, there were times where he did whiff. Right. Exactly. But every cornerback whiffs. Every cornerback in the NFL has whiffed before. And then, to, you know, a lot of times people don't realize, like, I have finger and chest, neck and shoulder problems. I took shots in my shoulders and stuff to play, to go out there and play in the game. So sometimes I might have a stinger, but I know I might not can make too many tackles and I ain't finna go out there and and re-injure it, but as long as I stop, they ain't catching no balls over here or I'm intercepting the ball, I'm helping my team. So I'm, I'm making a sacrifice for my team, but people don't realize I might can't tackle as good, but I'm getting you better with the playmaking. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I understand. Oh. So now that you have been in retirement for a couple of years, I know that you've been able to look back on your NFL career and whatnot. I don't want... I know you probably can describe this in your book, so I don't want you to go in, into much detail with this, but when you look back on your Eagles career, would you say you made the best choice signing with this team compared to what else was out there for you? Did, did you feel like maybe this might not have been the right move with how it ended or no regrets? Yeah, no regrets. I think definitely was the best decision. Um, uh, it, it was a great great four-year run we played some great ball i had to play some great competition um you know as some met some love some loyal crazy uh fantastic fans you know what i'm saying uh, yeah man I, I i i wouldn't trade that for the world man that those experience and those plays and me intercepting the ball and just looking in the stands of all those people man I know people be looking at my Twitter and just want to cry some time. I be wanting to cry some time looking at the tweet. We miss you, come back. Like, I feel you guys. Like, I really feel it. Like, I, I feel the love. I, I know it was a it was a misfortunate situation, unfortunate situation what happened. And I feel you guys, man. <laughs> hey, I got a son. I got a son coming up. Maybe I saw that. He's looking at Ohio State. Is that still going on or? Yeah, he got a few schools. He, he keep me out of his business. He don't want me in his business, so <laughs> so you know how that go, whatever. So I mean, but hey, he plays just like me. Make him, hey, he go get that ball. I mean, at this point, you might be the next Eagles number one corner because again, I, I know that you definitely be keeping tabs. You've been the last solid corner for the Eagles. Yeah, since since 2003, I'm I'm still the second leading. Second or third leading intercepting uh, player in the league, and, I, and I've been done three years. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you watch the Eagles much this year? Yeah, I watched him. I watched him. I watched him pretty much. My question to you is what do you think about the Steel Milk Kid? Was it that number 31? Yeah, 31. Yeah, I think he's pretty solid. I think he could be all right. I think he'd be pretty good. You know, let me go back and and, and, and touch up on things too, right? Okay, mm -hmm. let me. I'm, I'm. I'll say a few things, but follow me. Marcus Peters over there with Kansas City. He's a pretty good corner. He's, he he does it. You know, he, he does a pretty good job. A lot of coaches out here doesn't really know how to coach technique properly for a cornerback. They're starting mm -hmm. to learn more and more. But when I was coming up, a lot of people, I played, I played quarterback my whole life. I never played cornerback. Then I, and then I, when I went to college, then I, my first year playing cornerback, I had a, I had a coach named Gene Chizik. He coached Cam Newton to the championship to Auburn. He went to Texas, you know, a few places. That guy taught me technique to play cornerback. And 
that was all I needed. Everybody else, any NFL coach, any other coach could not teach me. It didn't match up. Everything he taught me was all I needed from the T-steps and, you know, the way I play it, it shows. So with that being said, it's going to be hard to get that, uh, you know, you could get get some good cornerback play, but, you know, that – it's just the teaching ain't, ain't there like I think it should be. See, I've been preaching this for a while. I've noticed when you're a rookie corner coming into the NFL, I think next to quarterback, it's the hardest transition to make. It is. You agree with that? Yeah, you would agree? Yeah, I agree. And you know why? Because, like I say, they're not really teaching you that. They're only teaching you schemes. You understand what I'm saying? They kind of expect you to know how to play already. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, you got a lot of Eagles fans get on the Mills because, like you said earlier, he he gave up a good amount of yards, but he kept guys out of the end zone. For a rookie, I thought that was pretty pretty good because again, he had Leotis McKelvin and Nolan Carroll with him, and those guys aren't anything to hang your hat on. No disrespect to them, but let's just be honest. So, I mean, uh, I would say that he has. A, a, a pretty decent feature. I mean, you knowing the position, you playing the position, you paying attention to the Eagles still, you would happen to agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he'd have a pretty good future. But if you, if you guys go around comparing and, and having expectations of, of other players from, you know, comparing to other players, then no, nah, man, you're losing the power. That, that everybody had their own career, you know what I mean? Let them do what they do, how they do it. And then, you know, accept me for that and love me for that. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, no, I perfectly said it. Because, I mean, I think you mentioned Marcus Peters. I think every time I hear Marcus Peters, I hear Asante Samuel in the same breath. And I right. just don't see it at all. I don't see the comparisons at all. Just because he's making their sessions, I just don't see it. That doesn't mean he played up to your caliber. Because at the same time, Peters gives up some, uh, some yards, whereas you, you were locked down. You, you were locked down first, interception second, really, to me. Right. And not only that, not only lockdown, people don't realize it. I might get two interceptions, I mean, two two passes a game. I better make a play on one of them because I ain't getting no more. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm still in the 50 club with interceptions. It's been games where when the quarterback dropped back, he looked the other way and don't even peek my side. You understand what I'm saying? But nobody don't talk about that. Well, I definitely understand because back in 2010 during your best season, in a 16-game stretch, you were targeted 41 times. 41 times for 179 yards or something like that? I think, I think it was like a, oh, even less than that. I think it was like in the 140s. Well, we gave up 19 catches. Yeah. 16 like, games. That's crazy. Well, I'm, uh, let me correct you. I missed a few games. I probably missed about two games. So, you know, 14 games, whatever. But that's ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you did play 14 games. But still, even there, not that you're saying even 14 games, that's mm-hmm. even more ridiculous. Yeah, it's even more ridiculous, right? I didn't even think about it like that, right? It's 14 games. That's, that's where... So my percentage is probably better. <laughs> that's where... See, this is where I have... See, growing up as an Eagles fan, I really was in the of the team. I paid attention no matter what. When they signed you, I remember coming home from school, going on ESPN, seeing the little breaking news thing in the corner saying, Eagles signed Sante Samuel to a six-year deal. And I was excited as hell because I remember you on the Patriots. I remember watching. I remember making the big plays. You were huge, huge for that AT, for that uh, undefeated regular season for them. So the yeah. team was bringing you in, especially since I was convinced no matter what, the Patriots would find a way to keep you because I know that there was discussions that they were going to tag you again and you weren't going to sign it and yada, 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 all that business stuff. So I did not expect this to happen with the Eagles signing you. I didn't even expect the Eagles to be interested just because, like I said, with Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown already on board. So when they brought you in, Philadelphia was excited as hell. I don't know if you remember your press conference, but it was the Nova Care was packed with news guys. You were on every news station in Philly. Everybody had to pause their regular station just to show this press conference of you signing with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was exciting, man. <laughs> I loved it. It was all... It was all what I what I expected and, and some more, man. Um, didn't um, didn't 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 do number show me number love when I first got there. Um, uh, Andy Reid, like I said, 
day one, I stepped on the field. You know what I mean? I know I got a loud mouth. I know I'm, I'm a strong-willed person, so I just, you know, ask Andy, like, you don't mind, right? This is how, this is what I do. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm being too loud or I'm, or I'm attacking somebody too hard, if you think, just let me know and, I, and I, I'll come down. So it let me do my thing, and, man, it was awesome, man. Everybody loved it. It just loved it. It, it just made practice more fun. Everybody was, even the reporters was ready to come to practice to, to come hear me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you had a whole group of reporters around you, no matter what. Every time you had a media session, one-on-one, all the media came to you because they knew you would say something that would make them but, be able but, to no, no, but, 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 but not that. It's, it's the media when when you step on the field. You know, they're out there for the first 30 minutes or whatever. So they get to see me in action on the field and practice and talking and telling Donovan and Andy Reid that you can't, you can't throw a pass over here. I don't care how much y'all done tried to work on figuring out a way to catch a ball on me today. It ain't going to work, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, I had the situations with uh, Dunwich, the reporter. Uh, I was going off him for a while, but that's my buddy now. He's a Hall of Fame voter. Dunwich, make sure I get a vote. Yeah, you better be in the Hall of Fame, I swear to God, man. But that's what I think... The reason why I'm so grateful that you're doing this interview is because I just, uh, I know you probably explained it better in your book, and I understand you wanting the book to speak for itself. I completely understand that. I just think that you, how things ended in Philadelphia, how they moved on, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, even to you, it doesn't make sense. So getting your perspective on it, getting your side is what really makes this interview going to be worthwhile. Everybody's going to want to hear this because... Again, you kept it professional as any football player should. Uh, I, I went back to last night just to make sure hey, I covered my bases. Let me let me let me let me tell you this. I kept it professional in front of the camera, but I kept it gangster behind the camera. So that when I, when I burn bridges and stuff like that, they don't want to deal with me because I'm not on the camera guy unless you make me go there. I'm coming to your face to your office. What's re- what's going on? What's really happening? You know what I'm saying? That's the person I am. So, and I, I did that to Andy Reid. So I said, Andy Reid, till you figure this out, I'm coming to your office every day. And to, and to and you know what I mean? Like, this is crazy how you handle it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, but yeah, you really had no comment to the media on this, so nobody really knew what to tell, tell fans and everything. We had to rely on. Andy, you know how Andy was hush-hush in the media, too. He said no comment when all this went down with the trade to the Falcons and all this stuff. He just said we are kind of move on. But with the level that you were playing at, it doesn't. It does, you, you don't move on from players like this. But the Eagles somehow find a way to do this. Because, again, Brian Dawkins, when he left for Denver, he was still playing at a high level. Yeah. Uh, even McNabb, I mean... You could see the writing was kind of coming on the wall for him, but still, that was their franchise quarterback for so many years. So, I mean, is it fair to question this organization's loyalty to their star players? Hey, I definitely can say the way they treat me. I can't speak for anybody else, but the way they treat me, the, the law to me was wasn't none. It was we don't give you. You're just another person to us. We don't give a fuck. So that's definitely the treatment I got. Well, I mean, we all saw it. Uh, you, you pretty much spoke to it very well. Uh, again, I'm speaking with former Patriots, Eagles, and Falcons cornerback Asante Samuel, two-time Super Bowl champion. Cannot leave that out. That needs to be said. And, two, uh, and two-time interception NFL leader. Actually, that should go right behind it. <laughs> first team All-Pro, second team All-Pro. Yeah, and then he didn't talk about that stuff. See how I talk about the, you know, the market and all that and how to. The marketing just—I got it's a year where I got ten interceptions. I think it was a regular season and another two in the, in the play. I didn't even go to the Pro Bowl that year. They didn't even vote me in. Like, what kind of crazy shit is that? The motherfuckers get two and three interceptions, but because they talk in the media and pub, they self up. People go for that and and vote for them. But I, I don't care. That's that's they they can have that. I I, I, I never would be that guy. I think what hurt. Your approval cases the most, though, is, like you said earlier, people 
people labeled you as system players. Hey, unfortunately, media members labeled you as a system guy all the way dating back to New England. So I think that because as fans, we rely on analyst perception. I don't know if you see on Twitter, but if you had that blue check, fans are automatically listening to you no matter what you say. They're going to they respect your they value your opinion just based on that. And like you said, even Darren Woodson had to apologize to you behind the scenes, but he, of course he did not do it out loud because he has his reputation. Rod, 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 yeah, Rod, not Darren, Rod, excuse me. So, I mean, I think, I, I honestly felt in, as a fan, that the perception that you gave off because of the media, that's just why I feel like you're undervalued. And especially how the Eagles treated you up until the end. I, I really do believe you're undervalued. I think we're all learning that hard lesson now with uh, the drought that we've had at cornerback. Yeah, you know, that, that devalues you, period. When, when, whenever you want to, a person want to trade you or trade you for a seven-round pick or, or cut you, release you, that devalues your market value, period. So when people doing, they know what they're doing. When, when they hold you, like I said, and trade me for a seven-round pick instead of just releasing me while free agency is going on, you know, people know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I, that's my fault. My agent and I, I should have put something in my contract whether I was, whether they had to release me for a certain date or something. So, you know, that's my fault. Well, they could have handled it better, though. We definitely could have handled it better. I mean, I think from a business perspective, I think everybody should realize with the Eagles, when they invested in Namdi and they invested in DRC, uh, teams around the league knew that your tenure with the Eagles was coming to an end. So, why would they want to give up huge value for you when they know that they can get you at some point in time? And then here comes the Falcons who have the desperate need a corner who need a guy like you to, like you said, make him put the playoffs. So they took advantage of the Eagle situation. And I mean, that's how it ended up happening. Cause I, I, we all know the old intelligent fans know that you were worth way more than a seventh round pick. The circumstances were the Eagles had to move on from you. Every team knew that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they was looking at, like, age and the market and the way they just, you know, the way they was throwing my name out there, like, like I'm a, I'm a meat on a, you know, at a, at a, at a damn auction, you know? Asante Sam is up the trade. Anybody want him? Hey, you know, you know. Because those trade rumors started swirling. The year really before. When, yeah, the year before, really, when you were uh, missing camp for the personal reasons that you mentioned earlier in the show, you, yeah, that stuff don't – listen, man. Media don't just come up with stuff out of nowhere. Somebody tells them and leaks that shit. So it's true. Like, you know, some of that stuff, most of that stuff be leaked out to to, to help the market. You know what I mean? So, Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Eagles were hoping to trade you after they signed Nandi. Uh, I just – I guess that nothing came to value to them. But I know you mentioned the short lines, but I'm, I'm guessing nothing really came to what they seemed to – a respectable offer because uh, you have to at least maintain to the fan base that you're going to get value for. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I never really appreciated how players have been treated in the NFL, especially a player of your caliber who did nothing but make plays for the Eagles. Right. Exactly. But again, Asante, I'm going to wrap this up real quick because we've been, we've been talking for a while, but I got to let you know, though, I really appreciate this. You were easily my favorite cornerback all the time. Every time I had to watch games on Sundays, it was always you making a play. Uh, I, you were Eli Manning's favorite wide receiver, in my opinion. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate it, my man. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean. But so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.